0: This episode is brought to you by Milne Feeds. Milne Feeds have been the leading provider of livestock feed in WA for over a 100 years and is now proudly servicing the Northern Territory too. Their early wiener product is a nutritionally balanced pellet for feeding to pastoral calves and young weaners, and has been developed with their high fibre technology to reduce the risk of acidosis. Milne Feeds also have a range of products available for beef and dairy cattle, sheep and horses. Find out more at milne.com You're listening to the Central Station Podcast where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. This podcast is brought to you by Ariat Australia, the perfect choice for the tough jobs. Ariat boots and clothing work hard, look good, and are so comfortable there's never a need to slow down. Visit ariot.com.au today.
1: Yeah, hi. Look, my name is Dean Morn, and this is my story, um, which sort of goes back a little while now. As a kid, I grew up on a dairy farm in the Harvey region, which is sort of uh, the southern part of. WA. Right from a very young age, um, I became involved in horses and dairy cattle. Um, This progressed me to developing a dream that uh, one day when I finished school, I'd like to be working as a ringer and spend a year or two working on a cattle station. Um, it was always a dream of mine, I guess. Unfortunately, in my final year of school, my father, who was a polo cross player, had a near fatal horse accident, um, which meant that as the eldest child, um, I had to take an active role in the farm as well as completing school. Um, so I was sort of milking full, full time studying and so forth. The end, the end result at the end of that, um, year was that my dream to work on a cattle station would not and did not happen. Uh, I basically took a different path. I went to, Uni, did an ag science degree while still involved with the farm and my horses, and I never ventured n- n- north at all. By the time I'd, I'd finished uni, I'd met a lovely lady. Um, I became broke, which a lot of uni students do, and decided that a job that earned some money and allowed me to spend time with this lady was probably a better option than heading north. Then the rigours of life happened. I got married to to the same lady. I built a house, I acquired a mortgage, I had three children that needed looking after, and I guess the dream of, of ever visiting a cattle station, let alone working in one, completely disappeared. Moving forward about twenty years, um and getting closer to that midlife period, the thought of mustering cattle started to come back. Um a close friend of mine was killed in a car accident and and uh I guess in my mid forties I decided that I needed to do what I'd wanted to do some almost 30 years earlier, and that is go and sit on a horse and muster some cattle and experience life up in the north. I was fortunate that a previous employer happened to own a couple of cattle stations east east of Broome. So in July 2005, I took a week's annual leave and said goodbye to the wife and the kids, and I ventured north for the first time to spend a week working in the stock camp. It was, it was so fortunate that the crew were actually working out of camp about 50 k's from from the homestead. So not only did I get to sit in the saddle, muster the cattle, and work them in the yards, I got to camp under the Kimberley stars. Um, it had taken me a long time to get up north, and onto to, to uh, a cattle station, but I loved it. I would never forget the day I was driving back to to the homestead. I I stopped. I turned off the Toyota, and I just soaked in the silence of the Kimberleys. Um, no noise except for a few bellowing cattle and some birds. To me, this is one of the magical experiences of being up in the Kimberleys. I work with a stock crew of seven. So there was two females and five males, all aged between 18 and 25. They were a great team. And I could see that they all all knew that if they were to get the job done, they needed to work together as a team. If the person at the crush didn't have the cattle and could see that there were a few issues in the back, Backyards, they would run out and lend a hand. I was so impressed the way that the seven young people remember at that stage. I'm in my forties by now. um, Could put aside any differences that they may have and lend each other support to get the job done. I simply had, I was simply amazed at how much a group of young people could achieve. No doubt, the manager and others had their work to do and receive recognition for it. But from what I could see, it was these seven young people who were the ones mustering the 20-odd thousand head of cattle, and it was these people who were responsible for getting the thousands of sale cattle onto trucks and off to market. Without them, no money would have been earned. I was in awe of what a group of young people could achieve. During the first week on the station, I got to learn how to catch and cook cherubim, um, I spent a day catching bulls and seeing how, how the ringers would handle these large and wild animals. I visited an Indigenous community and I felt my first barra on, on a fishing line. Um, sad, sadly, it was the one that got away. I'd become hooked though, so much um, so that with the with the blessing of my wife and the three kids, each year for the next four years, I took annual leave from my work and I went up and spent a week working in the stock camp. As someone who was from a dairy farm and had worked in the dairy industry, there was one aspect of life in the Kimberleys that bothered me, and that was seeing what I thought was small wieners going back into what I thought was pretty poor country. I understood fully um, that when a mob of seven or 800 cows will be bought in with a, with a muster, there would be calves that may not meet up with their mothers again. The station that I was visiting had a policy of collecting as many of these little potty calves as possible and bringing them back to to the homestead as they could, which was great. I still felt for the calves that were bigger than these, but ones that would find it difficult to get the best growth possible following weaning. I could not help but think about what I would do if these were dairy calves and decided that if there was something I could do to help these early weaned calves – after returning from my first trip to the Kimberleys, I must have hit what they called a midlife crisis because after getting back to Harvey, I decided to leave my job in the deer industry um, for which I was very passionate about and joined a company called Milne Feeds. I took on a role as a sales manager, which in some ways petrified me because I knew that, that I could not sell. Um, s- some may call it flogged, um, but I couldn't sell anything that I did not believe 100% in. Before taking on this new role, I spent two days listening to one of Australia's top ruminant scientists discuss a new technology that would change the way ruminants could be fed. And the technology that Milne Feeds had been developing and researching would allow cattle and sheep to, to be fed productive rations without the risk of acidosis. As someone who'd spent nearly 20 years advising dairy clients about feeding, I knew that, that, that this technology would make a real difference to my dairy farmer friends as well as other cattle and sheep producers, because acidosis was a major feeding issue um, facing these farmers. So with my new role at Milne Feeds, and armed with the confidence that the technology that we had would allow station wieners to be fed safely, um, each time I went back to the Kimberley station, I I started to see that I could get the manager to pull off some small wieners, and instead of turning them out to to the paddock, he'd put them onto a a pellet. Uh, that we developed for early wean calves. Now, look, that was some 15 years ago. Um, since since then, we've developed the the concept of our early weaner pellet, and and it's very very satisfying that many stations now, in the Kimberleys and the Pilbara, and even some of them up in the territory as well, because we're actually dealing with with brunette downs. Um, it's it's rather satisfying to to see that what started off as an idea is now becoming part of their management practice.
0: Ag Workforce specialises in recruiting for agricultural jobs, including farm work, station work and agribusiness across Australia. View current jobs, advertise a position or register as a job seeker at agworkforce.com.au.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station, and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, true stories from outback Australian cattle stations. And we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au. And we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.